Today's podcast sponsor is Santa Cruz Medicinals, and it's a company I'm proud to talk about because I've been using their CBD products for years. We use a CBD beef tallow to cook our elk steaks, and their CBD cream is one of the best things I've used post-run to help ease the pain in my muscles. They make an array of potent CBD formulas. To be effective, CBD has to be dosed properly, and Santa Cruz Medicinals has those potent dosages. They make CBD deep sleep caps, pain creams, magnesium, beef tallow, which can be used as a moisturizer or for cooking, MCT oil, and more. Check them out at scmedicinals.com and use the code KEEPHAMMERING for 15% off and free shipping in the USA. Every step I take, I move my truth. Every time they tell me stop, I use. Every comment, hate that makes my feel. Gather up my energy and boom. I hear them talking, saying the way that I move is so reckless. That is a part of my mind I've been blessed with. Giving my blood so I am relentless. Well, we got the Keep Hammering Collective with Chase Rice. How you doing? I'm good, man. You, you pushed me harder today than I've pushed myself in quite a while. But yeah. We'll get into that. But, man, I, it's been a fun day. Oh, it's been great. It's been a blast. It's been, I, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I first met you, um, I guess you were here out there at Sweet Home. Yeah. At the Jamboree. I think it's, it's Kenny Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was before Rest he died. In peace. We got a picture of mm-hmm. us, us three. <laughs> you, me, and Kenny Rogers. I know. That was crazy. But yeah. yeah, I went out there, took, we shot bows, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. You brought me to the Hoyt. Yep. And uh, that was, I don't, I don't, I hadn't killed a bull yet. At that okay. Point. So I was just kind of getting into to bow hunting. And now you've stacked them up. I've got four or five with a bow now. I need to figure that out. But um, a couple of them I got lucky. <laughs> I tried to screw it up. but uh, And then last year was the first one I lost. Mm-hmm. And I hit it, hit it twice. But that was uh, – I heard about you through my hunting buddies, Stan, and a couple other guys mm-hmm. that I go with a lot. And uh, it's like, oh, man. And then all of a sudden – I, we started following each other on social media and it's like, man, and then you came to that show. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It's been fun to see your journey grow a lot too. It's yeah. been awesome, man. Well, so. I've been a fan of your music. I mean, we were talking earlier today, but, um, Jack Daniels and Jesus is yeah. still one of my, that song to me is like, I mean, it's just powerful. Yeah. And you know, you, you know, anytime you talk about your dad, it like kind of, you know, my dad died too, mm-hmm. and he died in 2010. So it's like there's always I'm always listening a little more, yeah, intently. My dad was 08. Um, I mentioned Casey. We talked about Casey earlier. Like I didn't actually punch Casey in the face. He would <laughs> hit me back for sure. Yeah. Um, pop outside. I got my dog Jack here. He thanks for letting me include him all day. But uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's been a wild journey for me. Like Jack Daniels and Jesus, Carolina Can song called look at my truck a couple songs here and there i look at and i'm like okay i had it in me i had the real in me the whole time mm-hmm. and i look at it too i'm like I'm, sometimes i get in my own head i'm like man why why do i have this persona about me and my music mm-hmm. and then i look at the rest of my music i'm like well like we've talked a lot today it's because i was chasing something yeah i wasn't being myself i was just I was chasing Florida Georgia Line or Sam Hunt or like they were great because they were themselves. Yeah. And I was just chasing that, trying to figure out who I was as an artist. And I look back, I'm not hard on myself, but um, I recognized that I wasn't being me. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's all led to, you could see it with songs like Jack Daniels and Jesus that I had it in me. 
and I was just, I didn't, I always thought like, oh, I'll do that down the road. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in that mode of everything I write now is like, no, this is me now. So, so this latest album, you feel strong about that? It's your, it's yeah. who you are. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And they say it's a 10 year town in Nashville, but uh, uh, it's kind of true. For me, it took 10 years. I didn't learn to play guitar till I was 21. So it took me 10 years of writing even though I was had the almost the worst thing that could happen for you was uh, I was having success at something that wasn't me. Yeah. Um, and I think that catches up to you for sure. Cause people can see through the facade. Cause you started as a writer, did you? Yeah. Or okay. And that's, yeah, but I wasn't as good as the success that I had. Hmm. Like Cruz was, we got lucky that day. Think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were good. We were doing our thing. We were, we figured out our thing. Yeah. But Cruz was just lightning in a bottle. Right. And then I kept chasing that lightning and it just, it, I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I didn't know then. I right. So. Did it, it put pressure on you? Because when you wrote that one so early on, then did it put pressure? You know, like people were like, okay, let's. Yeah. I mean, was that hard to live Everybody up to wanted almost? to write Cruz again. Yeah. I wanted to write Cruz again. Yeah, of Ready, course. Set, Rolls. A different version of that. Just not as successful, even though it had success. Yeah. Um, but I made a lot of enemies too, just kind of giving the finger to the, the business and the industry and, and uh, thinking that I didn't need anybody. Yeah. And the reality is um, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Hmm. And you can't be not as good as, like in fighting or it's in- It's a tough business. In sports in general, you can be the best. Mm -hmm. And people may hate you, but that doesn't stop you from- From winning. From winning. Yeah. In music, you have to be liked. Right. So- it's been fun to grow into this person that's like, that's not mad at the world, mm -hmm. that understands the industry still got a lot of bullshit, but I can't control that. Mm -hmm. All I can control is making the best music possible. Mm -hmm. And I've got a great producer around me now that helped me make this new record that has a song called Bench Seat that's like my favorite song I've ever put out. It's about a dog. Yeah. And the true story about that was uh, uh, my best friend in the world, college roommate, he put his 45 to his head mm -hmm. and was just done with it. And the reason he didn't ultimately shoot himself was his dog walked up to him and put his head on his lap um, as he's fing finger on the trigger. Oh, my God. And he comes to my house and kind of explains that to me. I was like, damn, okay. I, I knew you were going through something, but I didn't know you were going through that. Yeah. Um, so he got the help he needed. And then fast forward a couple of years, um, we're sitting around a fire at my farm in Tennessee and he was like, bro, he's doing a lot better. I'm like, okay, my friend's back. And mm -hmm. now he's really back. He, he just got married. He's got a little girl on the way. Good. But uh, he was like, dude, you should write a song about a guy driving around his truck with his dog. And I'm like, on this new record, trying to avoid that cliche. Yeah. Of anything cliche in country music. Right. That's been done a million times. Yeah. But, um, I told you about the video. Yeah. Um, check that out at some point. It's, 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 I kind of wanted to go there with, for whatever reason, I had the idea in my head the day we, I wrote the song. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to show what would happen if you go through with it and the struggle right. of, you know, depression. And and this was a drug overdose in the music video. And and uh, I don't know. I've just had a lot of real stuff happen in my life, a lot self-induced, but that led to depression and yeah. all that. And I wanted to hammer on that in this this album and that song and stuff like that has come up on this album that I would have never touched before. Yeah. It's feeling. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Yeah. And that, that, as you said, like for a while, country music was about 
you know, girls and beer and mm-hmm. trucks. Dirt roads. You know, it's like it probably always will be, but mm-hmm. the songs that, that hit the hardest are the ones that are real mm-hmm. and like that you're explaining now. Yeah, and that's a hard song. To, I, I have to sing. I thought it would be like, okay, I'll, I didn't know what would happen on this album, but it's changing my life um, in a very interesting way. Um, but I thought that'd be like maybe sing that song on special occasions, like if I play the rhyme in or mm-hmm. something. Now I play it every night. I have to. I bring Jack out on the stage. I have a black lab and the video yeah. is mine. Um, but the reason I say this album's changing my life is because it's weird because now I finally have some industry recognition. Yeah. My CMA, you know, winning some uh, video stuff for, for bench seat. It's almost like the, I'm not sure people trust me though. Yeah. I'm not sure people trust it yet because still, still they're skeptical or what? Probably. And yeah. I don't blame anybody. It's yeah. like, well, it's this a- is so different than what he's done. Why? Mm-hmm. Is it real? Which is a real chase. That's the problem. And yeah. that's on me that I didn't right. show that before. Of course. But I, it's it's a wild, wild west in, in music. It's like we were talking about Jelly Roll earlier, like mm-hmm. just blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Zach Bryan out of nowhere blowing yeah. up. Um, and I think it's just authentic. People just want authentic. And, they do. Uh, and that's cool to see that working. And if it yeah. works for me, great. If it doesn't and I don't get whatever I need to become a huge artist, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything now. So it doesn't matter. It's like, I know the formula now. I think it's a good time to like take control yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, and feel like, because with social media, the the guys you just mentioned, they blew up because of social media. Mm -hmm. You know, Zach Bryan, it's like, you you know, a few years ago, nobody hardly even knew him. He was in the Navy, you know, and making YouTube videos. Yeah. And then Jelly Roll, we saw where, you know, it blew up maybe during COVID. And then, you know, there's some other artists that maybe not, might not even be signed, but people, they got, you know, half million followers. Yeah. And it's just from social media. It's crazy. It's time. And I, at first I wanted to resist. I started hating social media. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of BS on there. Like, of course, I try to not make anything negative because there's just too much of it. Plenty of that. Plenty of that. Um, and just people talking shit. Mm-hmm. You, this was in your book, and you just hammered it so perfectly. Like, if <laughs> have a conversation with somebody, yeah, like, stop talking shit on social media <laughs> on people who are doing great at what they do. Yeah, like there's just it's jealousy. I don't know, but I've now I've come to the realization like this is a perfect way to directly get your stuff, your message out, your message out. And, and nobody's censoring that. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. At the end of the day. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit with it, but there's a lot of benefit too. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I mean, in some weird way, it's, uh, just trying to block out. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not inspired by negative people. I'm inspired by outliers, by winners. Yeah. And so this show, this, my whole lift run shoot thing in this podcast is just, as I told you earlier, it's like an excuse for me to get somebody to train with because <laughs> normally I'm training by myself. So I'm like, well, I can make it pretend like we're going to do a show. But really, I'm just got a workout partner and I can just hopefully learn from them yeah. on how they have got to the top. You know, it's like you, it's like I learned all these valuable lessons about what you've learned along the yeah. way. And and we share it, maybe we help others, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's not about 
talking shit about other yeah. people. It's about, no, it's like, hey, we're fucking, we're trying to win. Yeah. How do we do it? And the biggest thing I've found lately is, uh, you know, when it was FGL, then it was Sam Hunt, then it was Luke Combs. Right now it's Morgan or Zach or whoever. There's a while there. It's like, all right, how do I get that? How do I get that? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's going to fuck you right there. Yeah. How do I get that? That You can't. They got it. It's theirs. Right. Um, and now I see success with all these guys. I'm like, good for them. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. Like, it, it's, if if I'm looking at that being jealous, all it's doing is taking away. Like, that's hurting me. Yeah. So I, I try to just be happy for everybody. Um, at the same time, you're competitive and you want to kick ass. Yeah. But the way that I kick ass that I'm learning now is like, is first, just focus on me, first of all. Mm -hmm. It's all I can control. And then focus on great music. You have to have great songs. And I, for the longest time, I, I believed my own bullshit, I think, mm -hmm. of thinking that I was better than I was. And, uh, and that was, that's been a hard lesson to learn, but it's, I'm glad I learned it. And yeah. now it's just like, no, th this album was the very best that I could possibly do. Mm -hmm. And it's good. And now we're just going to keep getting better. Is I, I don't know how one writes a song, but like, do you think if you were trying, would you come up with a hook and then try to build a song around it? Is that what you were doing? And now you're more like on the story? Dude, I yeah. I mean, I have a song called Party Up mm -hmm. that some people still want to hear live. I'm like, you're never going to hear that live. It's <laughs> terrible. But it was me just trying to make a version of a Florida Georgia Line song. Yeah. And... It, yeah, I mean, it turned the party up, drink the good times down. It's saying nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the fuck it's about. It's about partying. But you had that part, and then yeah. you're trying to build around it, maybe? Party up, 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 up. <laughs> it's like, you're saying nothing, bro. <laughs> um, so that was how I was writing songs before. There was a lot of melody in my head yeah. of what I wanted to, how I wanted to write songs. Mm -hmm. Melody, melody, melody. Uh, repetitive, all this stuff. Um, now it's... Bench seat was like, damn. I mean, I had to sit down and grind on that one. I was bawling half the time I'm writing the song. Yeah. Because I just kept thinking about like, uh, what if he wasn't here? Your buddy, yeah. Like, it'd be devastating. Mm -hmm. um, thank God he is still here. But um, that was a grind. That was a seven, eight hour me trying to tell a story and piecing it together. Okay, this doesn't even make sense. How do I make this part connect to this part? Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you re it's almost like you realize... If you really listen to the song, you realize, damn, this this has been from the dog's perspective the whole time, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. So um, that was a hard one. Um, some of them were fun, like uh, Oklahoma, um, Walk That Easy, and Goodnight Nancy. We rode in Alabama, hmm. right outside where the Florida Bama is. And it, was, it wasn't that much of a grind. It was hmm. just four or five guys hanging out in a house, having fun writing three songs yeah and then we cut all three of them usually you write like five or six it's like okay which one are we gonna do all three of them were good let's do them all yeah and i wrote them with my producer who's he's a very very smart guy mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's smarter he's better than me in the studio and every producer i've ever had has been better than me the problem was i was pushing the other guys to yeah. to do this or do that that wasn't necessarily them and Oscar, mm -hmm. I can't do that with I'm, mm -hmm. I understand what he is and <laughs> he'll say something. I'll, I'll try to do something, maybe sneak back into some old ways. He's like, we're not fucking doing that, man. <laughs> <laughs> like my bad. Yeah. Well, how, so I'm curious how, like, if I had to think who is Chase Rice, you know, like what, because you've done, 
You've been on Survivor. You <laughs> fucking played football in yeah. North Carolina. You were in a pit crew. Uh-huh. You, so, so it's, and then you, you know, you said you wrote songs that wasn't really you. So if you had to describe you, who are you? It's <laughs> a good question. Um, it's been a weird life. Yeah, it was uh, football first. I was a football guy, and that that was my mentality in life was the keep hammering lifestyle. Yeah. That's what I was because I was undersized, not as fast as some other guys. So I had to grind mm-hmm. to become the best at what I the, the best I could be anyway. Um, and that mentality in music is not necessarily going to work. Um, you can't just plow through people and yeah. say fuck you. Out physical here. people. No. Yeah, yeah. It's like you gotta. I would say um, through it all, through Survivor, through football, NASCAR, now music for ten years. Um, I just, first of all, I'm not as tough as I lead on. Mm -hmm. Like through being, through a lot of the challenges that I've had in life, the bad stuff, the the injury in football, my dad dying, um, I've learned to to just be myself and be real, which is a be vulnerable to Mm -hmm. sing about shit that hurts. Yeah, Um, be you know not try to be this jock tough guy that. Invincible. I thought I was. Yeah, I'm yeah. not invincible at all. Right, right. Um, I'm only as good as the people around me. Mm-hmm. And and I've got great people around me. Um, now is in friendships and, and mm-hmm. life in general now. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say who the hell you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. Um, yeah. But I, that's the biggest thing I think I can lean into now in life is like, I don't even like saying the word vulnerable. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. Right. But that's the reality of it is the best version of me that I am is that guy. Mm-hmm. Is this vulnerable that's there for friends um, that will talk about tougher stuff. Like the, yeah. the my buddy almost killing himself. Me writing in a journal uh, probably 10 years ago now. Like I no longer want to be alive. Mm. Like I wrote that one night. It's yeah. bad. I mean, you're just in a bad, depressed place. Um, but I'd say that the thing I'm striving to be the best now is like, be the best version of me, whatever that is. Um, sing about the real stuff that's happening in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, be there for other people, not just myself. Stop being so selfish. Yeah. Being there, just going out of your way to be there for other people. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best qualities a human being can have. Well, and from the outside in too, it seems to me like you're, uh, I mean, you love hunting, you know, and we've been shooting bows and it's like, anytime you're talking about hunting, it's like, I've, I see your eyes light up. Yeah. So there's something there yeah. about, I don't, did you grow up hunting? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we shot, we'd go after doves when, when I was a kid on the mm-hmm. power line. Like that's how I got introduced <laughs> to hunting Yeah, at five, six years old, you know, okay. going out with my brother. Um, I didn't get into big game hunting, which would have been whitetail for us in the Southeast for me. Till I was middle school, hmm. starting to get into high school, and it was all hmm. with a rifle. I was I was so bad at hunting in high school. I remember dialing in my seven mag. My dad got me scope. Well, everything's good to go. Okay, that's not there. Cool. Click, click, click. It had the cap on it. I wasn't <laughs> even dialing the the scope in. Oh, because the cap was still on it. I was right. just turning that turning the, turning the cap. That's <laughs> how clueless I was. Yeah. Um, 
and it's turned from that into my brother Casey getting me and getting me into bow hunting uh six or seven years ago he was older or younger he's older okay he's the best hunter in our family growing up Mm. he's had a tough go on the elk with a bow the last few years (laughs) it's hard for everybody dude Dude, he's had some tough luck and i've gotten lucky no has he killed a bull yet he has oh he's killed one with a bow he's killed a few with rifles okay i think two with rifle maybe um but he got me into bow hunting and i love it I don't know what it is about it. I, th- I think it's just the close quarters. It makes you nervous. It's hard. Yeah. Um, for me, there's that voice in my head when you get it, when you're getting into the bugling and getting closer, and it's you realize this might actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that adrenaline. There's that voice in your head that's like dead ass serious, and this is, sucks to say, but it's true. Um, man, if he doesn't walk in, that'll be okay because then I can't fuck it up. Right. But then it works or it happens and you just gain confidence every single time it happens right. Yeah. You do the right thing, um, which is I, where I'm at now. I think a lot of people actually have that yeah. that thought because it is so hard and failure hurts so yeah. bad. People might want to just skip over the failure part mm-hmm. and just say, oh, fucking win. Bust. Didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. just, you know, Because then it's not on you. No, yeah, it takes the takes it off, your, the pressure off. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's just you. Yeah. I think that's a lot of people. But you get past that and you, okay, fuck that fear. It's going to be there no matter what or whatever it is. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now let's focus on what I got to do. Yeah. Okay, here's the wind. There they are. He's coming in. You're going to them, whatever it is. And you go get it done. Yeah. And that's the thing I love most about bow hunting. Probably four years ago, I had a axis walk in. I, I shot a buck low, a whitetail in mm-hmm. Texas. And this is when I was, oh, I'll get to that in a second. But I was just in a mode of like, kill, kill, kill. Mm-hmm. Just got to kill. Got to yeah. get him on the ground. Reps. Yeah. And buck comes in, shoot it low, screwed it up. Um, and then an axis walks in. And I don't know if it was nerves looking back or the fact that I didn't check in a, in a blind if I could clear and actually so mm-hmm. jam me up as I'm drawing. I did everything perfect. Mm. Get, waited for him to get 18 yards in, broadside, draw back, shoot him dead. Draw back, jams me up, slams down. <laughs> he sees me there. I draw back again, and he scoots. Oh, no. So my heart was just broken. Yeah. And Kevin, who came to pick me up, um, he just he said, "Damn it, boy! Damn it, boy!" But he's laughing, and yeah. I'm not laughing. <laughs> and looking back now, it's just because he knew that all he kept saying was, "Just you've got to stick with it." There's these four different modes of like, I got, I got it my phone still, but basically, he said, "You need to get in that mode of kill. Mm-hmm. You've got to kill as much as possible to get the practice that you need to where." you can get to that final phase one day, which is you're with others helping them yeah. learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm still in that phase. I still need a lot of experience mm-hmm. to go after these guys. Yeah. Um, this year I've got two tags, but you're right. I light up when I talk about it because um, I don't know if you can feel more alive than one of these screaming at <laughs> you at 10 yards or 20 yards. I don't think so. You're just like, it. You're so in the moment, you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah. 
and it's just so real and you have to grind to make it happen. You don't always have to. Some people just get lucky, but yeah. if you're going to make it happen every year, you yeah. got to grind. You got to earn that. And I love the grind and I love working my ass off. Like today, as I was thinking, holding that rock, it's like, this sucks. <laughs> and, and that mentality is not new to me. It's the last eight months I got my, I got lazy. Mm-hmm. And my body started shutting down because I got lazy. Mm-hmm. All my injuries have caught up to me and I'm getting older. But even today, it was a familiar feeling of, yeah, you can quit. Like anybody can quit. Yeah. Don't fucking choose it. And that was a good feeling today yeah. up on that mountain with that rock of like, this sucks. But I see the top, I'm going to get there. And at yeah. some point, I remember we were talking like Nandor came up and he was like, <laughs> he said That's something about switching. And uh, he said, yeah, but leave that fucking rock here. <laughs> yeah. I said, no, nah, at that point, you got it in your head. You got to get at the top. Yeah. Now that I saw your, I saw you being, you know, that's just a little competitive spirit. It's like, no, we, yeah, we could quit. I mean, no, nobody's out there. Yeah. Fucking, we could always come up with a reason to leave the rock and, mm-hmm. and empty out the sand. Who knows what you could, you could make it sound good in your head to yourself. Yeah. Right. And nobody's there judging you, but you were just like, you know, do can we get this to the top? Do we, you know, do you care how long it takes? And I'm yeah. like, no, it's fucking let's get it to the top. And, we're not, and I think I mentioned like, we're not going to pack a bull halfway out. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be any good. Yeah. So yeah, you, fi- I mean, you finished the job and I love that. Yeah. I love seeing that in you because people like I've, I've heard people say like, Oh, I would, you know, I would never let anybody take, you know, my, take the load from me. I'd finish it. And that sounds good when you're not doing it. Yeah. When you're doing it, it fucking sucks. And you can come up with all sorts of reasons yeah. why you you know don't want to finish. But I didn't. got it in my head where it was like, I don't care how we're getting it there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether Nondor takes it halfway, I take it out, whatever it is, we're getting it there. Yeah. And I could see Nondor was hurting. I was hurting. And it's not <laughs> like it was the toughest thing that I've ever done. I've done some crazy shit back when I was training for football and stuff. But for what today was and mm-hmm. what shape I'm in in life right now. Like the it test. wasn't easy to <laughs> test. Yeah. And it was cool to still know that I have that you do. mentality and that that's going to carry into tomorrow. Yeah. And a cool thing that I did last year was 75 hard. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I'd, I'd lost. I, it wasn't gone, but dormant. I'd say right. it was the mentality of finishing things and just, when you don't have the account accountability and you can kind of do whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. I let that happen. And I got lazy and I was drinking all the time. And, I, and my buddy called me to say, like, I remember when he called, I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to do 75 hard. And, and uh, he was just like, as soon as his name popped up on my phone, I was like, fuck. I know what this is. I don't want to do. Okay. When are we doing it? I got... Uh, Kentucky Derby next weekend. <laughs> what, so what's the date? When yeah. he said, we're starting tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, dude, I got the Derby this weekend. I can't go sober. Mm-hmm. And that was the coolest test ever. It was four days in. You're having to stay sober. No lemon drops? Derby. No lemon drops. <laughs> None. That's impressive. Funny enough, um, it was almost like God saying, hey, see, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And look what happens when you do at one of the parties I was at, cause I kept partying like crazy. I just wasn't drunk. Yeah. I was sober. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but one of the first party that we were at, I'm wearing a cowboy hat, Wallen and Darius and Al Dean and all these guys are there. Miss USA or Miss America, I can't remember, walks in. 
And Probably looked, hot either way. Yeah, whatever she was. <laughs> and she looks at me with her mom, and I'm just like, mother and daughter. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, damn. So I go up and talk to her, and we have great conversation. Hang the next day, and I'm like, wait, Miss USA wants me? <laughs> And that doesn't happen when you're drunk because you're an asshole. Right. Shit show. Yeah. So four days in, I learned this isn't so bad (laughs) and made it the full 75 days. And and then I went the opposite way Mm -hmm. after that. And it just turned into a shit show. And that's when I, my body started falling apart because I stopped working out. And and now I've gotten back to, and a big thanks to you Mm. because I knew this was coming. (laughs) And I know you can't be in bad shape to do whatever we were going to do. Yeah, yeah. So my goal now is, um, and I did it last night. I I went out with the guys, had some Mm -hmm. drinks here in Eugene, um, had a blast, but called it fairly early to come do this. And that's where I want to get to, or that's kind of where I'm at right now. In control. In control. And it does not matter what you did the day before. I have to get up and do something. Mm -hmm. Whatever the workout is, it doesn't have to be a marathon a day, whatever. Get the fuck up and get Mm -hmm. something in. Yeah. And that mindset is... It's changed my life even in the last month because I'm getting up and I'm grinding no matter what. No mm-hmm. matter, I, I'm going to pay the price. If I did it the night before, cool, get up and pay the price. Yeah. Because life's just better that way. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can have momentum going either way. You mm-hmm. can have momentum going to the fucking bottom yep. and be a piece of shit every day. And just like, that's, that's the, dr- or you can have that momentum. You got that positive momentum now no. where, yeah, there might, you know, you might have a couple of, you're still, you're still going to get the work in the next day. Yep. You're still going to make a positive and, stride. And knowing that you have to do, you're going to make yourself do something the next day is going to make you think twice about. Yeah. How hard really, you go. Do I really need to stay out tonight? Yeah. No. Like last night I called it a night. Yeah. Um, but it's it's true. Like the the mentality I had yesterday was no. I want to go into Cam's deal, whatever it is, mm-hmm. knowing that I also had fun the night before. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that can be a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. But um, I have gotten to the point where it's just like, man, it hurts worse the next day. Yeah. Um, I'm not enjoying going out and getting hammered anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I just like to be in more control. Yeah, I hear you. I think we all can agree, no one likes a plumber's crack. My suggestion, Groove Life belts and longer shirts. But not only does Groove Life have belts, they have silicone rings, watch bands, and wallets for everyday use. I've been using their belts for over a year now, and I can tell you they're easy to adjust and my crack is covered. Go to GrooveLife.com backslash cam and use code cam for 20% off your order. Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops is a sponsor of the podcast. And that's especially powerful for me because I remember when Cabela's came to town, came to Springfield, Oregon, and I actually played a role in the opening of that store. Instead of cutting the grand opening ribbon with scissors, I shot it with an arrow. And it was just a monumental thing. I mean, everybody here in town was talking about, hey, are you going to go to Cabela's? Can you believe Cabela's is coming here to Springfield, Oregon? So I know what a staple those giants in the industry are. And it's actually, it's one of the first places people go when they're looking to get geared up to be to become a hunter is they go to Cabela's and buy everything they need. So I'm very excited that we've partnered together and we can help open up those outdoor and hunting opportunities to listeners of this podcast. Hoyt Archery has been my bow hunting sponsor since 2005. 
And personally, I really don't care what bow you shoot, what brand it is. I just hope that you have the same level of confidence in your equipment as I have in mine. Because I know if I get one opportunity with my Hoyt, it's going to pay off. So what does that feel like? What do you get the most satisfaction from? Is it like being on stage and looking at all those faces down there, having a good time and you're entertaining? Is that, or is it the success of a song or is it telling the story? I mean, where do you get the most? Yeah. Live is, is my favorite part, I guess. No, I, I mean, but when you're in the studio and writing the songs, there's three different things that mm-hmm. all lead to live. Um, but live is, is ultimately why you do it. I mean, yeah, for me, it's like, you, you're not writing these songs to sing them to yourself every, right. all the time. Yeah. So I've done different things lately where I, I've gone to other shows. I've gone to a lot of shows this summer cause I'm living in my Airstream. Mm-hmm. So I live in an Airstream and not based in Missoula and then I just travel around. Okay. And I saw, I played, uh, I played, uh, Shine Frontier Days mm-hmm. and then the next day, Zach Bryan was playing, so I stayed. Mm-hmm. And I met Zach at the red carpet, um, and I, we didn't know each other well. He just said some words at the carpet, and he told me all the boy, him and the boys listened to my record, and, and they loved it, and that was cool. Yeah. That's it. So I just stayed to watch him play and um, ended up watching his show. That was inspiring for me, and it pissed me off at the same time because hmm. it's like they know every single word to every single song. Yeah. But that's what happens when you're yourself. Yeah. And that's what Zach has built. Um, I'm still fighting against myself. Yeah. And, and that's okay because now I've learned who I am and what I want to sing about. Yeah. Uh, but it was challenging. It's It was almost a challenge to me of like, okay, this is the ultimate live show when they're mm-hmm. singing every word. Yeah. And I don't have that yet. Right. And I, I almost look at some of my shows. I'm like, why are y'all here? <laughs> Half of y'all are crazy as shit and having a blast yeah. and singing along. Half of y'all are just staring. Yeah. And every artist has that, by the I'm way. Sure, I'm sure. Every artist has the people they look at in the crowd that are just like, are you even having fun? <laughs> but that's my goal now is, yeah. is to get that reaction. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you can't get that reaction by me going and all of a sudden trying to make a Zach Bryan record. Yeah. It, I have to ultimately stick to what I'm good at and and that but that's I saw those shows and I see my shows and some people come to my shows and some nights are like that for me yeah I bet I want every night like to be like that I understand and for me that's keep writing the songs you're writing keep doing exactly what you're doing do not chase shit Mm -hmm. just be yourself and eventually hopefully it'll be that yeah you know like we were talking about social media earlier it seems like to me like you know you talk about being authentic but Zach, when he when I first saw him, and when I Lainey Gardner too, same yeah. thing. They're sitting there, setting up. I don't probably a phone, yeah, with a guitar, and just singing, yeah. And so people are like, they feel like they're there with them, and maybe that's how that connection. You know, you've done that too, but but it seems like that was well, Zach's whole thing. Yeah, it just started sitting, him. Just sitting there. I remember one where he's sitting there, and like he had a fresh cut, and he's uh. He's like kind of sunburnt. What was he talking about? The veins in his arms, Tanner? What song's that? Uh, condemned. Condemned. I'm condemned. I'm condemned. Yeah. Like that one where he's just sitting there and it's just playing the guitar. Yeah. And, and he, I, I think a big key to it is he's just good. Yeah. He's, well, of course. He's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Same with like Morgan. He's just fucking good. Yeah. 
Um, but you're good too. There's yeah. no reason why you couldn't do that. And I'm figuring it out now. Yeah. Whereas before I, I, I look back and I would not say I was good. I would say I was confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think everybody, I think even they would probably say that sometimes. At some point, maybe. You know, I mean, who? nobody has it figured out right. fucking 24-7, dude. Yeah. You don't know what's going on up here for any of those guys. No. Um, From the outside in, you probably, because pro people try to make it seem like that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I'm, I got it. I'm good. Mm. Nobody's got it. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody I mean, needs accountability and somebody else around to talk to, to deal with their shit because mm -hmm. everybody's got it. Yeah. You just said it. I mean, but for me, it's like, yeah, you just mentioned Lainey Gardner. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she's doing. If she's figuring out what she's, I don't, I don't even know how old she is, but she's good. Yeah. And if she figures it out, she's going to be real good. Um, like that song we played today, that Fleetwood Mac, where she's yeah. just singing that cover is just like, holy shit. Crushing it. She's so good. Yeah. And, like I said, we need to finish that song. Her and I wrote that Dear Miranda. Yeah. Um, but it's, man, I'm just in such a fun place where it's like the music is going to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't and I fail, you know, and I would consider it a failure if, you know, if I actually, <laughs> I can look <laughs> back at my last 10 years and be like, damn, that was crazy. Yeah. And I could be done now and be like, that was a fucking awesome ride. Oh, it's not over, dude. But there's no way. Yeah. I, to me, I don't really know what the goal is because there's so much other shit that goes into what I do. Yeah. Um, whether that's CMAs, ACMs, Grammys, all this stuff. I don't know what leads to getting selling out arenas. Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact that I am doing the right music. I'm making it the right way. And I'm not going to change that. There's yeah. no chance in hell that's changing. And that's all I can control. Well, I know that, you know, Zach did win a Grammy, but it, before that is when we were all watching the videos yeah. and singing the songs. Yeah. So it wasn't the Grammy made him, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's that's hundred percent. It was just that, you know, that it, it just felt real and yeah. that you keep mentioning that and that's true. And you got that fucking soul in you. You've yeah. been through so much shit, dude. Yeah. So it's just a matter of just singing it mm -hmm. you know and that's and this is the first album where i've done that yeah like i said i've touched on it here and there before but this is the first album that it's no bullshit it's just like mm -hmm. this is me man and there's a song called you in 85 um that's i don't know if it's gonna be on the deluxe version of this this i hate cowboys record by the way it's my dad on the cover double fist and course Bank. yeah i, I always know. wanted it's to use that picture or classic photo i love that one but you can't have that as the picture when it's ride or eyes on you like yeah. it didn't make sense yeah so now that i got the music right i was like this is the time to use that picture but un85 is i wrote it with Lori mckenna who's an unbelievable songwriter and oscar charles my producer but basically saying like whether it's me with you in 85 or you here now like we know it can't happen mm -hmm. but it's what if, if it could, this mm -hmm. is what it would look like. And it's kind of just me saying, dad, damn. And, and the idea was like, I told Lori and she, we started laughing about it. He always said, I'm telling you, you grow up, you're going to look just like me. <laughs> and now here my dumb ass is with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had, well, I'm trying to get the curls going, but yeah, he had the bushy mustache. 
Um, now I have a mustache, and I don't know mm-hmm. if I look like him, but I think we we look familiar. I think so too, and or look similar. But uh, he had more little reddish, more reddish hair, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he had cool sideburns too. <laughs> but he was a great man. Yeah, and um, I remember him saying that all the time, and I like no, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Now that would be the greatest honor. Yeah, to be able to live up to who he was, and not live up to who he was, but honor him with who I am, I yeah. guess is a better way of saying it. Um, but that's the, that's the song on my record that I'm just like, who is about to get real. Yeah. And in a really cool way. And I'll, I've hit on my dad a lot on this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the cover. So why wouldn't I? And I'll probably get off that after this album, mm-hmm. go on to something else. Hopefully yeah. um, I've hit on my dog a good bit on this record and I'll get mm-hmm. off of that and go move on to something else. But it's fun to sing about where you are in life. Yeah. Instead of just, I got a girl in a truck on a dirt road on tailgate and stars. <laughs> yeah. Right it's a perfect night. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that probably will still always work too. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, how, how, how often do you think about your dad and like what you're doing and what he would, what he would tell you? Uh, pretty often. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really leave. Um, I think he'd be proud of what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most proud he'd be is that I'm a good uncle. Um, I think he'd want me to have a wife. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> yeah. that yet. Yeah. Um, one day that's the goal. Um, he might like hearing the stories from the road though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't make this shit up, you know, like I got the love I have for women from somebody. Yeah, right. And I'm not afraid to talk about that either. Like, <laughs> I love women, man. And, and that's been a thing for me. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to wake up and be 55 yeah. years old and alone. Mm-hmm. So that's a battle. You got to battle through every Wait, day. Wait, is 55 old? Because no, you know how old I am? Yeah, no, no, no. That's young. That's <laughs> okay. Young. I just, just want to make sure. I was like, I didn't really know what you were, mi- while well, you mentioned that. I'm mainly just saying, I don't want to be 55 and single. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> but man, it's uh, it's a constant thought for sure of my dad. And, yeah. And uh, it's the saddest part is my mom, she's, lived 15 years now without him Mm -hmm. um and that'll never fully heal for her um that's like never gonna i don't think so yeah Yeah, i'd be fine with it if she did that was her husband and that's it that was it Mm -hmm. and she always says nobody's gonna live up to him Mm -hmm. and i don't disagree Mm -hmm. um but that's a hard part um yesterday was his birthday he would have been 73 i think 72 or 73 and uh, interestingly enough, I remember it's weird that he would be in his 70s now because a week, a week before he died, I talked to him on the phone. He had a heart attack. And he said, man, I was just asking him what's going on with him because he was dealing with melanoma, but he was getting better beating it, supposedly, apparently not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he said, man, I'm, I'm not going to die from this. I will not let cancer kill me. And funny enough, he had a heart attack so he kind of yeah. gave the bird to cancer and said no i'm out of here but he said man by the time i'm i'll deal with this rest of my life uh by the time i get out of here i'll be in my 70s and i'll meet the grandkids and i'll be ready to go mm-hmm. and now and he never got to meet him that's another hard yeah. part mm-hmm. um but we got videos from i got him in the family text but it's uh from addy 
Danny, who's my niece and nephew, Walker, who's my other brother's son, and then Jack's a baby, so he can't talk. But mm. they're all saying, we love you and miss you, Big Paul. That's what mm. we called our, his yeah. dad. Yeah. So they call him that. But uh, that's tough to see. Yeah. It's happy. You're happy seeing it from them, but it's also tough to yeah. the that they didn't get to know him and, and he can't be there for, for, uh, for them, but that's our role now. But his legacy lives, mm -hmm. you know, and 100%. that's all we can do. when when people are gone, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, man, you know, fucking life and losing people and losing a dad. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know it's always hard. It's always hard losing people you love, but for a son to lose their dad, yeah, it's rough. At 22, it screwed me up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I knew it. I didn't have a clue. I remember not drinking at the funeral um, because I was like, nope, I can't go to that. And then a few weeks go by and you start drinking. I was in college, you know, it was that's what people do in college. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea how much it was going to screw me up. And then uh, going to Nashville and being new to that scene, the party scene. Um, I didn't face it. And that's why in 2013, I'm right. And I no longer want to be alive. Like mm -hmm. I just didn't deal with it. Um, now I've dealt with it. It's mm -hmm. always going to suck, but I can wake up today and fucking kill it. Mm -hmm. And I can go after it and not live in depression and you have your days, but, um, not living there. Mm -hmm. So you can actually function and have a good life. And that's what he'd want. That's yeah. what he'd want for me and for my brothers and my mom and, and uh, it's, life's never going to be the same since he's been gone, but it can still be awesome. Yeah, I I remember, you know, when my dad died, it was weird because it, you feel like, you feel like, it's just weird because I would see everybody else doing the same normal shit. Yeah. It's like nothing fucking changed. Yeah. But you feel like your whole world got ripped apart. Mm-hmm, I did. Your fucking dad is gone. And then you see people going to get coffee, fucking watching the game. Yeah. It's just like, how does nothing change except for my my life? My world is wrecked. Yeah, it's so weird that, it's just weird. You, It's just hard to reconcile yeah. at times. For me, it's been helpful though, like anybody else that loses somebody, you you know how they feel yeah um and everybody's going to mm -hmm. as, at some, some point. point i mean but so does it, it make it easier no but it it does help you be there for other people when mm -hmm. they're going through it um it makes you tough yeah. like it makes you have to you either give up or you deal with it yeah and i've now chose to deal with it and deal with it in healthier ways than i was so mm -hmm. um and that's part of, too, like, he, my brothers, coaches, other players that I played with growing up, it's like they helped me develop into this mentality of I'm not going to quit. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever bullshit can happen, but I'm not going to choose quitting. Um, and those people helped me develop that. And, like, even today, like, going up that mountain, I started getting pissed at the music industry. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You start getting mad at the last 10 years, but you're taking it. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. And all those people that help you along the way develop that mentality is, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's yeah. cool to, oh, losing, losing a parent is like, it makes you tough. 
it's cool to figure life out mm -hmm. and look up and be like, sure, I've been, I've dealt with some tough shit, but I'm still here. The way I look at it is like all those feelings you have and think about when you do fucking beat it and win and get to where you want to, it's going to make it that much sweeter yeah. because you'll remember like this, Hey, this has been a grind, yeah, a grind and it, it fucking worked. Uh -huh. I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't think it was going to work at times, Yeah, but it did. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, that in just some weird little snapshot that happens on hunts a lot. Yeah. Like I'll be like, it'll hot, be hot. Bulls aren't bugling. And I'll just be like, Hey, when I kill a bull, it's going to be that much better. Yeah. And so that's how I look at, at your journey. It's like, yeah, you're going to fight the whole way. Yeah. But you're going to get there. And I don't know if guys like, you know, Zach, I'm just using them as examples because they're the two top dogs right now, but Zach and Morgan, like in my line of work, I don't know how they feel. I don't know what their rides right. been like, but I know they're at the top right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Will I ever get there? I don't know, but I know the formula and I know I'm, I know what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. So that's going to lead to the most success that I can possibly have. Um, and that for me matters more than anything that I'm sticking to myself. And at the end of the day, I'm going to look up and be like, damn, I was, I was the best version of me that I could have been. Yeah. Yeah. That means more than anything, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was, you know, you mentioned the, like these newer artists, um, who, but you're wearing the Chris Ledoux shirt. <laughs> who, like, who has influenced your music on, on the, the old school guys? Yeah. Um, it was Ledoux first. I remember him before anybody, and that was my brothers, because they had uh, Bearback Jack, who's cassette tape. Um, then it was Garth. And actually, this is from a Garth concert. He sells these now, I think. I'm sure it goes to the Ledoux family or whatever. I hope, anyway. But, um, Garth's a little odd these days, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> is he? He's cool to me, man. Is he? He's been awesome to me. I, I don't understand why he wouldn't be on Spotify and just doing the normal thing there, but he's been great to me. Okay. And funny enough, this is a true story. I don't even know if he knows this, but I was supposed to open for him. He gets on Entertainment Tonight, promises me that if I ever play Nissan, I think I said like CMA Fest won't let me play Nissan. I don't know why I can't get in there, but yeah. they won't let me in there. He said, I'll tell you what, if I ever play Nissan Stadium, we open for me? So absolutely entertainment tonight like you can't back out now <laughs> i get a call um i think it was post-covid i get a call and it's him it's just i don't know he's a, and i didn't answer and he says hey buddy it's garth call me back i'm like that's interesting yeah and he calls to tell me they're gonna have the opry open instead of me so he broke the promise but it's the opry that's cool um i couldn't have been there anyway when he was doing it because i had a show in ohio yeah the show happens. Chris Young, I think, opens too, and Garth never plays because a storm rolls in. Oh, um, huge thunderstorm! And fast forward, I'm like, okay, well, it worked out well for me anyway. I see the sign for the remake of the show, Nissan Stadium. I'm going into Nashville, um, going out to meet the boys. Yeah. I'm, I'm buzzing. <laughs> I'm, I'm on. I'm on whatever I was on that night. I'm buzzing. I look at the um sign i'm like hmm. text him i'm drunk texting garth <laughs> and i say hey, dude i see you know you're playing whatever um let me know if you need some friends in low places because he, <laughs> nice. he he mentioned uh, come up and sing friends in low or whatever okay for the thing that yeah i he i couldn't open for him anymore um i wake up the next day and i have a text back from him i'm like shit he said 
here's the COVID protocols. Can you be there? Yada, yada. I'm like, yes, yes to all. <laughs> yeah. And I end up opening. It was uh, the, the Opry again, uh, Chris Young, Lauren Elena, and me. And it, I was the only one that wasn't an Opry member oh. um, up there with them. And then we all get up there and sing, uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Uh, or, so, yeah, I, I can't, I think that's what we sang. Yeah. All together. And I'm up there singing and just looking at him like, this is my idol growing up. Yeah. And it all, all happened with a drunk text. Uh, <laughs> see? Everybody's got stories when it doesn't work, right? <laughs> that one somehow worked. That, that one, it worked. That was funny, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, so what does it mean to be an Opry member? Just that you played there before or... No, they have to invite you in to be a member. Oh. Usually it's... I don't know if politics are involved. I don't know I'm if they sure just got to like are. you. I don't know <laughs> if you got to play there a certain amount of times. Yeah. But I've played it twice, two or three times now. Mm. So it's cool cool to That's do. a big honor. I mean, yeah. there's it's only cool. one Opry. I know. It's, yeah. When I've done it, it's been cool every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but Garth and, and Ledoux were early on, then George Strait. I was not a... Um, you know, prior to those guys, I mm -hmm. didn't listen to really music in general. My my family, we didn't really listen to a lot of music growing up. So uh, those were the first guys that I got into, like Hank, Hank Jr., Willie, uh, Waylon, John Prine, anybody of these guys, I just, I didn't listen to them. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting into their music more just because I love good music. Yeah. I didn't even know who John Prine was until six or seven years ago. Hmm. And it was a, it was a shit, a shit way to learn. I mean, these, <laughs> these kids in Missoula own a shop talking about it. They fucking hated my music because it's the pop thing. But <laughs> yeah. They just talked. No, it was the pop thing. Yeah. It's not the pop it, thing. Anymore. No, no. Yeah, it was then. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about John Prine. I said, who's that? Yeah. That's an embarrassing way to learn about who John Prine is. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they hated me because I did pop. They really fucking hated I me bet. after that. Yeah. But now I've dove into a lot of older stuff like that. Okay. That's just good quality music. Like Chris Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was about. You have to ask him about that. Yeah, I don't either. I, I heard that he was, you know, George Strait did uh, Dusty, the movie yeah, uh, Pure remember. Country. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Uh, I had the think, rat tail. Yeah, I think that's what they were doing where Garth was going to do a movie. Never happened. I don't know what Chris Gaines was about. <laughs> yeah. That's a strange Hey, He's being creative, I guess, right? He did. You know. I guess so. But him in his prime with the... Oh, the, the brush the, popper. The shirts. No, that was, you know, those are called br brush poppers, right? The, those shirts are? Oh, yeah. He had a blue and black one. Yeah. He had the red and black, and then he had a white and black. Dude, Thunder Rolls or... <sighs> I mean, fuck. Those albums were sick. They were so good. And that was when albums were, yeah, were great albums. I went and saw him here in Portland in like the early nineties. Yeah, when he was at in the heat of it. Oh, Garth Huge. was blowing up. That was my yeah. first concert. It was ninety six or ninety seven, I think, in Charlotte with my brothers. Yeah, and yeah, I never thought I'd. And then I, <laughs> here I am, years later, I on know. stage with him because of a drunk text. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, when I was growing up, I listened to Hank Jr. like yeah. nonstop, and then actually Dolly had so yeah. she was so good back then. I, I um, it was kind of like I think Whitney Houston did the sang the same song like the updated version, but man, she Dolly had some great songs. I will always love you. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Hard Candy Christmas is her, my favorite song of hers. I remember one morning I was duck hunting with my brother Casey on Christmas morning, and we did well. And then the ride home, hard version to say nothing, and Hard Candy, they were playing Christmas music, and that one came on. I just, that's a memory that'll always stick with me. Mm -hmm. just Hard Candy Christmas, Dolly. Well, we had the same type of road trip. Uh, me and Tanner, we were going to Alberta, and we that's when we li listened to, I think that was Bench Seat, wasn't it, Tanner? What? Uh, I don't remember. Well, in, uh, of yours. Mm -hmm. And because uh, he was asking me, he goes, have you heard this song? And uh, I think we listened to a couple of them. But yeah, those road trips. Yeah. And we listened to, I had him listen to um, Stero, uh No. Uh, who was the guy who his son died and he wrote, was it Stairways to Heaven? Man, I can't remember now. But we mm -hmm. went through like, like all these cla classic songs. Yeah. And there's nothing better than road trips listening to music. I know. I mean. Well, that's what I've been doing the last two and a half months. Because <laughs> I've seen the country, you know, I've seen it all. Yeah. Through touring. But I'm not doing the work. I'm not the guy making yeah. it happen. It's on right. the tour bus. So that's why I moved into this Airstream. And I'm the one doing it all. I was in, in my Airstream to downtown Portland, which I'll never do again. <laughs> um, a few days ago, I'm just like. I'm actually seeing everything, man. It's That's like, awesome. I'm I'm getting to do the drive, and I'm I'm listening. I listened to Endure, yeah, on that trip. I've listened to a bunch of books, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Endure was two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Awesome book, thank you. And uh, I've listened to books on tape, uh, podcasts, uh, and a lot of music. Yeah, the bus is nice because you don't have to know airports in yeah. and out. You're yeah. just kind of like they can drive. Who, who's your driver? Uncle? Uncle Carl. <laughs> Uncle Carl can yeah. drive. You can sleep or chill out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy. Um, but the Airstream is more rewarding. Yeah. Like even right now, I got a leak in the freshwater tank. It won't hold water. Um, I got to fix it. Like nobody's there to help. Yeah. I'm the one that has to figure it out. So it's a headache and a hassle. Camp. Oh, wait. So you're driving the Airstream? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. With the truck. My truck's pulling the Airstream, so. Oh, I got you. Okay. I put on probably. So what's the bus? When did the bus take over? Just this week because oh. for the shows. That's oh, why I, I left you. the Airstream in Portland. Oh, but, okay. Uh, like even tonight, I, I, I had to figure out the logistics. The bus is going to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Which I'm going with it. But we got to stop in Portland because my airstream's there. It's like, oh. you can't come back to get it. So tonight I'll be dropped at whatever time I get to Portland, yeah. sleep in my airstream, and then drive tomorrow to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. If I was just in the bus, I could just wake up in Coeur d'Alene and be happy. <laughs> but when, uh, so when you're looking into the crowd, what type of people draw your attention? Uh, honestly, I am pretty uncomfortable with looking at people <laughs> i know that sounds crazy <laughs> but like i get why eric church, church wears glasses I, I wish i had thought of that yeah it's a look, good idea I'd just be a poser if i did it now but <laughs> um it's i've worn glasses like during day shows it's way mm -hmm. easier for me because you do the eye contact yeah can you feel people like just everybody staring at you oh yeah 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 and it makes me feel weird yeah I, especially if i don't have anywhere if it's like there's no thrust yeah then you can just go left and right. It's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. But some nights when they're rowdy as shit and just screaming every word, mm -hmm. those are easier because mm. you don't really have to look at people. You're yeah. just like, 
everybody here is having a blast. Putting on a show. Yep. And then the tough ones are when they're not, and they're just <laughs> kind of looking at you. <laughs> like, do y'all even want me here? <laughs> yeah. Um, that, those are the ones that are weird for me because then you, God, I don't know, you just got to figure out how to make them like you, I guess. <laughs> but those are the ones that are tough because then you got to stare people in the eyes. And Is it harder to do, like, if you do a festival, could they be there for somebody else? Oh, yeah. But if you're doing your show, they're there because they're Chase Rice fans. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It, is that a harder thing? Festivals are can be harder. Yeah. Um, so this year I've done festivals with Morgan a few times. Those are, um, I'm finding difficult because people want to see Morgan. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out a way to make them like you and not just want the next act. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you do it? Well, luckily we've got a hits now. So yeah. we have enough hits to where we can do and we can do an hour set, no problem. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of go through the story of my career a little bit and mm -hmm. songs that influenced me, play a few different covers that influenced me. That helps. Yeah. People like the covers for yeah. sure. The old the songs everybody knows. I mean shit, one of the biggest songs in the world right now is uh uh the Luke Combs song, A Fast Car. Yeah. And that's yeah. a cover. Yeah. I mean, that's that was a huge song. Right. And he took it on and made it a number one country song. So <laughs> covers work. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, you gotta you gotta bring it. Like yeah. when everybody's there to see Morgan Wallen and you're playing before him, take that as a great opportunity to go crush. Yeah. And so we and we do, man. Our set is pretty dialed now. Uh, we figured it out over the year how to get it right, and it's just in time because we're gonna have jelly roll in a week. <laughs> yeah. So tell him I said, what's up? I will. Jelly, <laughs> I wonder how he'd do on this. The, I don't know, but hey, he's welcome. The talking would be amazing. I'd like to see him climb that mountain. <laughs> Let's go, Jelly. We take our time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the best, man. Um, and then we do Old Dominion later this year. But it's, uh, yeah, the, the festival crowd. <laughs> One of my favorite festivals in the world is Watershed. It's yeah, in, in the gorge. I've never been the there, but I've seen the pictures. Shit, it's awesome. Yeah, and last year was the same thing. It was in front of Morgan, but as soon as I walked on stage, it was like, damn, they're yeah. they're here again. Like something about that festival, just it's the best. But then you think about the one thing that I remember from it. <laughs> I was, I was, I don't even know what song it was, but I'm just sitting out there, and I've actually taken this and used it a few times since mm. since this guy did it to me. He didn't flick me off. I don't know what he was just staring at a huge dude glasses on he's just staring I'm like I keep looking at him it's all I can focus on like, yeah who's this fucking guy <laughs> and out of nowhere a few songs later he's just still looking at me he just looks yeah. at me and we make eye contact he's just like he just gives me the thumbs <laughs> down shit. that's it I was just like god that's crushing I would have rather you just give me the bird man or say <laughs> whatever gives me a thumbs down and, oh, and I, it, it went from the best show to <laughs> what the fuck did i just do wrong to yeah. make you give me a thumbs down oh my god um yeah but you now i laugh about it. i'm like dude don't, you don't like my music cool just yeah. don't come back <laughs> well okay so that makes me think of something because we have these festivals here the one you played and then there's another one too um Parker just closed. I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, but anyway, it's another one in Brownsville. So uh, the one, I think it was the one in Brownsville, but all country, obviously. And mm -hmm. then they had one night Kid Rock. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. So 
these are country music fans. These are like, you know, like you said, old people like 55. But there's, some, <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some younger people there too. But Kid Rock, he comes out and he's, you know, he's playing all his hardcore shit too. Yeah, yeah he's got some that could be a little country, uh-huh. but most of them are just fucking, he's jumping around, oh, yeah. ba with the ba. And people are going and say, so this isn't his, you know, this is country. Mm-hmm. And so many people were like wrote letters into the paper. They were pissed. Really? Right. Yeah. Cause he's talking about strippers. <laughs> and fuck. He probably had strippers on stage. Yeah. I think he does. Oh, definitely. And so, but he didn't give a fuck. No. So to me, that's like an attitude. It sounds easy. Like, oh, just don't give a fuck. Get up there. Do your thing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And man, if anybody could do it, he can, because he didn't. I saw him at Bridgestone this year for the first time, or last year, I guess. And there was people in the crowd, just like just like what you were saying, really? just like looking appalled. And he didn't he, care. He, didn't, well, he acts like he doesn't care. I don't no, know it was a not. great, it was, I mean, he was killing it. Yeah. It's, uh, man, you, you're fortunate to be a guy where the entire crowd is going nuts for you. Yeah. And it's for you. Sometimes shows are like that and it's awesome. And then sometimes you get the one thumbs down and you're just like, that's all you can focus on. But I've gotten to the point now. I'm just like, man, I know our show is what it is and I know our show is good. And hopefully it'll only get better with better songs and all that. But I'm not going to let that bug me no more. No, just like, it's funny looking at the thumbs down. I'm like, dude, just, fucking leave <laughs> you can focus on that guy like this or you can focus on the girl who says check your dms check your dms <laughs> or whatever they're all doing yeah it's like you get that she was confident as hell walks up i'm just like seeing the crowd yeah she just walks up i hold your phone up people are holding their phones up a lot yeah, shows yeah. Days. it's like guys i can't i'm not here to read your messages like let's have fun at a concert <laughs> that one i noticed though she was pretty and all yeah. it said was check your dms yeah all right okay (laughs) let me check that right now let me pause the show real quick (laughs) she was so confident doing that too i know that's i mean that's good and also a little little worrisome yeah (laughs) i wasn't her first artist she says (laughs) she's checking dms for it's all good but that was we were kind of joking around so who who's getting the most attention from the girls these days is it you (laughs) riley green but you threw out another wild card. Yeah. No, it's uh, me and Riley are battling for silver, I think, on that one. Yeah. Morgan takes the cake. Morgan's killing Morgan it. Morgan's killing it. Yeah. And you'd have to ask him what's going on. But, <laughs> I mean, there's not a girl I meet in America right now that doesn't know Morgan. It's just like, if you don't, it, like, there was a, where was I? I can't, she wasn't from America. I can't remember who she where this was, but... I wanted to marry her because she'd mm-hmm. never even heard of him. Oh, perfect. And I was just like, and Morgan is a she's friend. She's the one. Yeah, she's the one. You don't know Morgan? You're the one. <laughs> no, it's become a joke now. It's just like Morgan's just, he's the king. He's yeah. the king of country music right now. Um, the girls love him. They're mm-hmm. obsessed with him. Um, I, the amount of texts that I've gotten from girls that I'm actually like, I could actually like this chick. Yeah. And then she sends me a selfie like, wearing a wallen shirt at his show or whatever i'm just like i don't need that in my life <laughs> and that's nothing to do with morgan i yeah. love morgan right um but it's become a joke that i just can't beat him <laughs> he gets the girls there's a lot of girls i mean can only service so many that's right man it's one like uh, guy is like yeah well i i'm gonna let him speak on his success but 
All I know right now is I'm fighting for silver. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a good place to be still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy who's giving you the thumbs down, I don't think he's up fighting for silver, do you? No. Yeah. It's like thumbs down to me, thumbs down to you. Yeah. <laughs> I get more girls than you. No, it's, uh, it's become the, a joke at this point. It's just like, God dang. So that is, I mean, I guess you got to separate the, uh, you know, the frustration with the industry to like the perks of being a country music star. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I have the coolest job ever. Yeah. I have the best job ever. And I'm actually in a good place where it's like, I, I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'm 37 now, still youngest, not old, not yeah. I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> I would say very young. Thank you. But again, yeah, you get a, get around a bunch of, go to a college town, then you're not, the, <laughs> and then you're not so young anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm in a good place. Like it's, mm-hmm. I'm having a blast. Um, I'm, my music's where it needs to be. I'm touring. I get, I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'm having a blast right now. Yeah. And I should be. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. Life is just fun right now. And I, and as before I've been in relationships where you're just like, man, I don't know if I should be in this relationship or not. And now I'm like, no, I'm not on purpose because mm-hmm. I know who I am right now and I know what I want to do and I'm having a blast. And if someone comes along that makes me want to stop doing that, perfect. Yeah. Be with her. Yeah, that's good. What do you think about, like you talked, mentioned Morgan. Well, he did like the little dirt. Yeah. um, Collab. Yeah. What what do you think? Does that work, do you think, for country? Like get into the other genres or what? Yeah, I think think? it works for him for sure. Yeah. Because that's who he is. The biggest thing about Morgan that I know is he's good. Mm -hmm. He's just flat out good. Um, and that's who he is. He he loves rap. Uh, Moneybag Yo, I think mm-hmm. he's his favorite rapper. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but I thought that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves rap. He grew up on rap. Mm-hmm. Loves country. Um, he was a huge Eric Church fan. I know that. I'm a huge Eric Church fan. Um, but that's him being himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to his record, it can have something crazy country on it. And then the next one's a straight hip hop song. Yeah. Uh, kind of. And yeah, I mean, he's doing songs a little dirt. Yeah. That's hip hop or <laughs> rap or whatever you want to call it. But I think it works perfect because it's him. What was the one? Broadway Girls. Who's his, who, Broadway Girls. Uh, who is that with? I think that's little dirt. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. He, he opens with that and it's not a song he's singing. He's like walking out to it. Mm-hmm. And the crowd sings every single word. I bet. It's freaking nuts, man. I bet. I've never seen what's happening with him right now. I've yeah. really never seen what's happening with uh, Zach either. Mm-hmm. And Zach and I hung after that night in Cheyenne, and he's awesome. He's a good, good dude. But that's a different thing because it's so non-mainstream, and it's still huge. Yeah. It's impressive. What they're both doing is impressive. Yeah. I think it's cool that, like, Rogan had both Jelly Roll and and Zach on. Oh, he did? Yeah. He had Jelly Roll on? He did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, he had him on uh, like probably maybe a little over a month ago or maybe two months ago now. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And then Zach not long ago at all. Yeah, I saw Zach was on there. Yeah, and I think he went to, he went to Zach's show and Zach was trying to get him up on stage to sing with him. Probably all night revival. (laughs) I don't know, but he didn't. I don't think he went up and did it. He wouldn't do it. But he said it was a great show. So it's kind of cool that it seems like, fuck, I don't know, but it seems like country music is getting a lot of attention these days. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think it is. I mean, every fuck. I, is it the biggest it's ever been? I think so. It feels like it, but it's always been. I've always, I'm always like country and rap. Those are my yeah. two, whatever. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah. When I lift, I want to. Li- well, and Suicide Boys. You ever listen to them? Uh. Uh-uh. You haven't? Uh-uh. Oh man, that's good lift listing. Okay. Lifting music. <laughs> They're a little hardcore, but yeah. Suicide I, uh, Boys go hard. I mean, you look at it. Morgan, I mean, I guess Luke did two nights at Nissan Stadium, Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan, I think, is doing two or three. I Only Garth did that back in the day. Now there's a few artists doing stadiums all the time. So yeah. I think it's the biggest it's ever been. It feels like. Yeah, and I don't know. I, shit, there's just more. I don't know. It's cool. And it's weird, too, because, um, you know, we talked about country music being a lot of cliches, like maybe the girls, the trucks, the beer, and all that. Yeah. But still, like, the the shit I like is still about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's just how you, how you, is the song good, you know? So what I noticed, that's the thing. Like what I noticed was when we did Cruise, then all of a sudden everybody tried to do it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but a lot of people, yeah. I, including me. Um, a lot of people tried to do that and it just became a watered down bullshit version of it. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of it. Um, Cruise worked because it was the first. Not the not the topic, but just the way it sounded, the yeah. melody uh, it just worked. Um, that's the thing I think a lot of people do is they try to chase and they try to make it a bunch of different versions of that. So if you can figure out your own version of it, it's awesome. Yeah, just try. I I try when I'm writing songs like okay, I'm not saying neon. Mm-hmm. I am not saying the fucking word neon. <laughs> not a neon sign Dude, in a bar. No, that's my. If I have to sing a song. Actually, I sang a song with these, with, uh, fuck, who was that now? Swan Brothers. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, uh, Neon Moon. Because yeah. I'm like, I can sing Neon Moon. It's a great That's, song. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. That's an awesome song. That's but been, neon's been mentioned a lot. Neon's been mentioned a lot. I'm not going to say Dirt Road. Um, there's other shit you can say. and Just yeah. try, just battle, just grind a little yeah. to try to find a different way of saying something. Yeah, because I, I was thinking when you were mentioning... You know, I, I like a Morgan song. I like Last Night, and I think it's just about... Right, right. So that's Last Night's not going to be the last time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, Thinking About Me. So it's just like she's with some other guy, but she's thinking about... Is that a Morgan one? Yeah. And that's all like... That's probably been saying or the songs written about that a lot yeah but still fucking good so it's just how you write he figured out a way to do his version of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, last night i remember I, I, they didn't want to really write it really which is crazy because mm-hmm. that is a monster i remember the first time i heard it, i was like jesus yeah <laughs> this is gonna be yeah. huge yeah i don't i don't know if it's huge or not but i like it it's fucking massive yeah and it, it but in 10 years ago, that would have came out and I would have tried to rewrite that. Yeah. Now I'm like, good for you, dude. That's <laughs> fucking huge. I like Whiskey Friends too. That's a cool song. It's on his new record. Yeah, I don't know if I've listened to that too much. I hadn't heard it until we did a show, the weekend of shows together a few weeks back. And yeah. He played it live and I snuck in the pit. And uh, yeah, he started playing that and I was like, yeah, damn, this is a good song. The one of yours I like, I was just listening to this morning, was that one where it said, would you say, sorry, mama, right? Sorry, mama. Yeah, I think I said, but anyway, I think I said, sorry, mom, but sorry, mama. That's, sorry, mama, I don't know. You, you raised. Yeah, I like that song. 
It's a cool, and the way we recorded it was just fun. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. Basically just saying, sorry, mom, for all the hell you raised. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine, looking back now, it's like, damn, she raised three boys. That That's was rough. a tough job. That's rough. <laughs> she went through a lot, and she yeah. still is. Yeah. She still has to worry about my ass. Are your other brothers married? They're married, yeah. They're both married. Um, they both have two kids. Yeah. Um, I'm the only one flying solo, and... But done. I mean, dude, you've done like a lot. As I mentioned, all those things you've done, fucking crazy that you're only 30, whatever. 37, yeah. Yeah, so many, so many cool things. It's been cool. Like uh, Stormy Warren, he's, he was on the highway. Now he does his own thing. But he said one time, he was like, dude, you're like the Forrest Gump of country music. And it's, it's cool. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies, too, which is yeah. cool. Like, but yeah, it was college football. And then after that was NASCAR. Mm hmm. Um, and while I was doing NASCAR, I was starting to write songs and really wanted to do Nashville, but I had to move to Nashville and just start. Yeah. Um, and I had the opportunity to do Survivor that came up. Um, I hate reality TV. Why'd you do, how'd you, why'd you do Survivor to make? I had a girl reach out and say, would you want to do Survivor? And I was mm -hmm. like, sure, why not? That was my response. I didn't think it would happen. Was it hard? It was hard, yeah. <laughs> the no food is fucking tough. Like at some point, you're just waking up and walking down the beach with no energy. Yeah, you got nothing. How many days were you there? Ours was forty. Forty. Yeah. So it was forty days. The the no food's by far the hardest part. But yeah. the mind games. I wasn't good at it. I don't know how I made it at the end. I got second, hmm. but I sucked at it. Like I was the worst <laughs> at the mind games. I was just telling people <laughs> the truth and shit. Um, I should have never made it that far, but I did it because it honestly, because it gave me an opportunity to not do my NASCAR job mm. and take whatever little bit of money I got from that, um, and be able to move to Nashville. Mm -hmm. That was the idea. I didn't think it would actually happen that way. And it did happen that way, mm. which was cool. Yeah. Um, I took the money and I, I couldn't even do the job. I like came back and my coach saw me, I was 34 pounds lighter. I was emaciated. Couldn't and do what job? The NASCAR the job? The NASCAR job. Oh, okay. Said, Go home, get your weight back on you, get acclimated back to normal life and yeah. come back and start up. Yeah. Instead of doing that, I went straight to Nashville. Yeah. And, and I moved in with Brian and Tyler from Florida Georgia Line and mm. we started writing songs. What are, what are they? Do you do anything with them now? Uh, we did Drink a Beer, Talk and God I'm In in 2020. Mm -hmm. Did that. It was kind of cool because... Cruise was our first one that we wrote together. It was their first number one song as an artist. Mine as a writer. And then 10 years later, here we are. They were breaking up. Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of understood they were about to. But then we did that song together. And that was, I guess, their last song on the radio. Maybe that one after that. I don't know. But mm. it was a cool bookend of like, yeah, we started this thing. Now it's over. And we're all going our separate ways. Mm -hmm. So it's been cool. Yeah. That was the last thing we all did together. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Quite. I mean, what an industry. It seems like it's so competitive too. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, it is, it's competitive for sure. Um, there's a lot of politics that go into it that I've never been good at playing those games. Yeah. Cause like I was telling you earlier, like that shouldn't be it. No. I guess you got to get on the right side of the politics. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna try to be treat people good and be good to people. That's that's where I'm at now. Yeah, I'm not gonna go out of my way to make you feel good about yourself or tell you how great you are so I can win this award or be on your radio station. Right. If you like the fucking song, play it. If you don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah. Um, 
But what was I saying before that? Just saying I'm not very good at the politics. Yeah, but. yeah. No, I understand that too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, if I, everybody tries to relate other people's stories to their own, but like when I first started, you know, people would always say, you know, you don't need to run a marathon to kill an elk. And they yeah. were like, you know, talking shit about how much I train for what I do and you don't have to do it. And it's just like, I wasn't, I'd see these other guys, like I saw the bone collectors in Waddell and they had all their TV shows. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> busting my ass. Yeah. What, what, how come I can't get a chance? Yeah. So I get it. I get, I totally get it, dude. I was a fucking nobody working as hard as I could and had this dream and it didn't seem fair. When did it change for you? Was it social media? Yeah. Being able to promote yourself and how your lifestyle is? Before I had to rely on magazines or a TV show to buy the airtime and give me the opportunity. Yeah. And like, I remember we pitched with Brandon Shockey, a TV show with me and Roy, my buddy. Uh And because we would always hunt, you know, go to the deepest, hardest, you know, where nobody else wanted to hunt yeah. in that the most rugged country and get it done. Yeah. And so I said, you know, this is a show we're gonna, like beast mode hunting. Like, you know, you want it so bad. And they shot it down said, yeah, Roy wasn't, didn't really fit that. You know, he, they said, we want you to be more like a superhero. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm a fucking bow hunter. I, tr- I work my ass off. Yeah. And they were like, didn't think Roy fit that thing. So it's just like, shot it down. Roy's the best bow hunter, you know, he died in 2015, but the best mountain guy I've ever been around. And that didn't matter. Yeah. They fucking they didn't care about being real and authentic and true mountain hunters. Yeah. They wanted some something that was good for TV, you know, like Waddell was funny. He yeah. was really good on camera. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. you know. And so I didn't I didn't get any opportunities. Damn. What yeah. do you do now? <laughs> but well, yeah. So social media was where instead of me relying on other people, I could just say what I want, yeah. put it out how I want, and you could either love it or hate it. Yeah. But it's like at least we were in control, or yeah. I was in control, and now you are in control too. And in some ways, I know you still have the label, mm-hmm. and you, you know, I mean, even with my book, I was, you know, my publisher did good. But I would see like Tim Kennedy came out with a book and they had his book. He was another, another, used another publisher is on New York times square with the book. And I'm like, why the fuck is it my book up there? Yeah. I want my book up there Mm -hmm. too. And so like, you still always have these things like, could they be working harder on my book? And could it have got, you know, whatever. So I think there's always that, but now at least we're in control. Yeah. You know, and whatever message we want to, promote and get out there mm-hmm. well you have over a million people and you know you reach probably tens of millions a month mm-hmm. so they can see whatever message you want yeah you're in control of that that's huge yeah yeah definitely um and with labels and all that stuff like there's there's going to be a point where you are not a priority mm-hmm. somebody else is yeah. am i in that place right now sometimes it feels like that mm-hmm. um at the same time it is not going to change a fucking thing about what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to keep putting out the music I'm putting out. Mm-hmm. If I have to pay for it, I'll do it mm-hmm. because I believe in it that much. Now, one thing I've started thinking lately, like, okay, if I was paying for it, what would I pay for? Mm-hmm. If it's way down yonder, which is a song on the album, there's a video that was expensive. Would I do that again? No. 
because of because I don't think it had the impact that it needed. Would I do bench seat again? Hell yes, because I believe in that message. So I'm trying to be thoughtful on moving forward. Where do we need to? Where's the best bang for a buck? And our best bang for a buck is in the studio making great music. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah, and that's all that matters at the end of the day, in my opinion. Um, and that's a fun place to be at the same time. If it doesn't work, it's sad, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I think I, I think there's two parts to that. I think, yeah, making great music in the studio is good, but also sharing that journey on social media. Yeah. So yeah. you have people invested in your journey and then they see like, oh, fuck, yeah. he was grinding and now this is it. And mm -hmm. now they're just like, so they want to embrace it. And we did that. We videoed the whole um, documentary of making the last record writing the songs we're doing that i like i want people to hear and see yeah. these songs before they love out. that shit. yeah so yeah. i just put out a song called oh tennessee just the chorus mm -hmm. um but that song is going on the next record it's about a, the it's about moving to nashville and the grind that it takes to move to nashville getting the dream to come true and it fucking your world up mm -hmm. and that's what happened to me it's like um and blaming Tennessee. At the end of the day, it's my fault. <laughs> but you're just blaming Tennessee in this yeah. song. It's like, oh, Tennessee, what have you done? Was it your bullet or the gun that took a life of love and chalked it up to a manhunt on the run? And it's just about, damn, Tennessee, you made everything that I asked for happen, and now you've screwed it all up. Yeah. Now my life is all fucked and turned upside down <laughs> at the same time. It's just like, it's awesome. Yeah, I but like that. It's a I fun mean song. What you just went through with the lyrics there, that sounded good to me. It's that, sick, man. Yeah. And then it says uh, at the on the final bridge, I can't remember where it is in the song, but it's like, um, Tennessee, um, I gave everything I had for you. Uh, how dare you make this dream come true? It's like, but it's, it's just a fun song, man. It's going to yeah. be fun to play live. Oh, yeah. And it was just, it's, uh, I just started writing in Nashville. It's just like, I started looking around everything that you wanted. If you'd have told me this, I'm going to be here in right. 10 years ago, I'd be like, really? That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But then it happens and you just want more. You want right. more. Yeah. Um, but I keep going back to it and I'll keep saying it. I, the, the formula is there now mm -hmm. and it's just write great songs. Don't overproduce them. Yeah. Let people hear them for what they are. And and the rest, the rest should take care of itself. Yeah. And, and if if the label or whoever, management, myself, if if that's not being promoted the way it should, mm -hmm. I still got social media to do it. Yeah, which definitely. Is huge. What, where, where do you have the most success writing? I mean, what, is it just when it crops up in the shower fucking, or sitting down intentionally or? Um, I get a lot of ideas like on this trip. Like I'll just write down an idea. Um, just look through. I, I keep them all in my notes. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, what I found formula wise is working great for me. Is I used to write in Nashville. I don't write in Nashville anymore. I don't go to Music Row and do that thing. Mm. Um, I plan a trip with two or two or three other songwriters or one in mm -hmm. one case of Wilmington, me and Blake Pendergrass did that one, but um I gotta do a trip now. Mm -hmm. Like I want four days, three or four days, whatever with with these writers and that's all we focus on. Mm -hmm. Like did Montana, um 
was one of the trips from the last record where we golfed one day then come home and write songs that night and we write three songs a night sometimes next day we fished floated the river come home and write right so it just to me it allows in nashville you show up at 11 somebody's got to pick their kid up by three there's just so many distractions yeah on these writing trips you're having fun you're mm-hmm. out in the middle of a cool place uh Lori mckenna we were at her house in boston that was a grind um we wrote three or four four songs in two days mm. but it was at her house and we were only there to do that mm-hmm. so being away from nashville and not having distractions i think is my best method yeah yeah do you ever write a song and then get it done and then listen and think about you should have done you wish you would have had this other lyric or this other word or it, once it's done it's done no yeah i keep i keep messing with them after do you yeah because okay. if something's not right you can always change it yeah until it's out it's right. not permanent okay so i'll change stuff all the time yeah um what's yeah. your what's your favorite song that you've written or you've you've done yourself if you had to pick one Ooh. uh i would say bench seat most mm-hmm. meaningful anyway but even that one, like playing it every night, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, I got to do this. Like some, I some, some nights I dread it. I can't imagine like some of those like Rolling Stones or some of these guys who've been around for 40 years playing the same I shit. Know. And I went, I saw the Stones three times last year because it was their <laughs> last time supposedly in America. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, fuck it. Was so it the, the same songs, right? Or like uh, sometimes were different, but they played mostly the same stuff. L.A. I remember they played Wild Horses and uh, Beast of Burden, which they did not play at the other one. So yeah, they changed cool. it up a little bit. Hmm. Who's the best live show you've ever seen? Oh man, I mean Garth in the nineties. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, Zach Bryan at Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. How does uh, how does one win Entertainer of the Year? Because <laughs> I've I've like it's so weird. It's like I've seen. I thought for a while there, Luke was putting on fucking shows. Brian, Luke Bryan, yeah. dude. I mean, he was like those people were going crazy. Yeah, and he wasn't winning it. It was like going to George Strait, and George and, Strait just stands there. Yeah. He's not running around. Yeah. So what makes an entertainer of the year? Being on the right side of the politics. <laughs> yeah. Now that's part of it. Um, there's definitely politics that go into awards. Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah. just part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like, I'm sorry. If Morgan Wallen doesn't win entertainer of the year in the next two years, everybody's wrong. <laughs> he's, he's doing it. He's selling the most tickets. Yeah. Um, and he's the top guy, in my opinion, you know, you cannot disagree with the numbers. You can say his music sucks, well, whatever. If it's CMT, it's probably going to be Dylan Mulvaney's going to be <laughs> Entertainer of the Year. It ain't going to be Aldean, I know No, that. it's not. So it's like, yeah, the politics there. But uh, yeah, it seems, even from the outside in, it seems frustrating. It's stupid, man. Um, <laughs> at the same time, you go to an Aldean show, and it, it's so funny, man. People trying to cancel people. It's yeah. Like, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah. You realize making a big deal out of this is only Blowing making him bigger yeah. and making the issue like there's so many people on the other side of what you believe yeah. that believe what he's doing is right. Mm-hmm. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, Good for Jason, to be honest. I know. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I love to see it. I'm just so sick of 
people trying to cancel people. Me it's too. Just, it's, uh, it's so stupid. Yeah. But entertainer of the year, I mean, at the end of the day, it's you got to sell the tickets. Mm -hmm. um, the funny thing is, I think when Blake Shelton won entertainer of the year, and I love Blake. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I think he even laughed about it. He was like, I don't know how I won this. Yeah. He did like 20 shows or something, something crazy low. And he was on The Voice. Yeah. And he won Entertainer of the Year. I don't know how that happened. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure he could tell you, but uh, right now it should be Morgan. Yeah. What what awards have you won? <laughs> I ain't even been up for any. <laughs> no, you won. I haven't. No? No. We. Uh, I think... Early on, maybe a video early on in yeah. my career. Um, but this is, we are potentially up for album of the year this year for CMAs. Oh. It's in the final couple rounds of it, whatever, however that works. Maybe I think in your number ones, because you've got- I've had two number ones. Two number ones, yeah. yeah. Which is not a lot, I mean, compared to- It's fucking two better than none. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, how my many thing, people, no, how many artists never have a number one? Oh yeah, it, most of them. Right. So you got fucking two. It's I'm in there now with a lot of the greatest artists that are doing it. Like yeah. I'm in that small one percent or mm -hmm. whatever. That's that's cool, man. It's and it's I figured out a way to somehow still be here. That's that's how you know it gives credence to when you said if you ten years ago if you, somebody could have said hey yeah. you'd be doing this you'd have two number ones yeah. you'd be like fuck it's awesome what yeah and then but still it reminds me like. You know, Endure was number seven a New York Times bestseller. I'm like, well, why the fuck is it number one? It uh -huh. outsold all these other ones. Yeah. It did also. So it's like we get to this thing where, yeah, we're happy but not satisfied. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be satisfied until – luckily now it's not about award shows or anything like that. It never has been for me, yeah. to be honest. Radio has never been a thing I've chased hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool if you get a big hit on there, but – yeah. It's even cooler if, it, to me, all that, to honestly, all that matters at the end of the day for me is selling out, mm -hmm. selling out shows. Like, if you can't sell any more tickets, that's the best you can achieve. And if they're coming and singing every song, that's the coolest feeling in the world. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, as far as award shows, too, it's like, um, yeah, album of the year this year and then video of the year for Ben Seat. And album's hard. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just, there's a lot of great albums. Oh, there. yeah. Um, but so you think I, you have a chance with the video too? I I don't I don't think anything's better than Ben C. Yeah, and I don't say that about everything. I'm right, just pumping my own stuff. Well, um, so who who makes sure that gets in front of the right eyeballs, or is you, do you have to rely on the industry to see it? <laughs> it's funny how it works. Is people trade votes? Oh, it's not like people just say this is the best. Here's what's getting voted for. People trade votes. Okay, it's crazy. Hmm. Um, am I going to get in trouble for saying that? I don't know, <laughs> but that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, uh, bench seat is the best thing that I've ever done, mm -hmm. especially the video. And it's, it's going to cans, which is freaking awesome. Um, it's, it's won a ton of film festivals and stuff that we submitted for. Oh, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's I what I think we were talking about yeah, earlier. You mentioned that. So that's what I was thinking about with the award shows. I was, I guess I wasn't thinking about country music awards, but yeah. Um, ben Seats won a lot of film festivals this okay. year. Um, and who, film, who who filmed it? A kid named Kaiser Cunningham. He oh. was my data. Evan's been here. Yeah. He was that guy before Evan was here. Evan seems pretty dialed in on shit. Evan's badass. Yeah. He's yeah. good, man. And he's he's a, he's good at what he does. Mm -hmm. um, but Ben Seat to me should win. 
And mm-hmm. that's and I and I wouldn't say that about my album. I wouldn't say my album should win an album of the year. If it did, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I would that'd be a huge honor. But there's a lot of great albums. I don't believe there's a video out there better than Ben Seat. Mm-hmm. And it's a very powerful, powerful video. Well, let's make sure everybody listening to this goes yeah. and fucking watches Ben Seat <laughs> yeah, and shares that shit. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but it's real and it happens. So Yeah. Yeah. Um Well, it's yeah. kinda like uh so I haven't seen it yet, but you said the dog. And it yeah. reminds me of um Bradley Cooper and Oh uh, Stars Born? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Shit. I mean, this is a it's right on that line. Yeah. That was like the saddest part of that movie. Mm-hmm. And he's that's, fucking hanging there and the dogs It's kind of what happens. It's not a hanging, but yeah. um I I when I wrote Ben Seat that day, like I said, it took me like seven, eight hours mm-hmm. and just bawling my eyes out the whole time and I had the video for it mm-hmm. when I was writing the songs. For, for, for some reason, it just happened that way. Yeah. 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 Some, something just happened that day that was awesome. Well, let's hope it fucking wins. <laughs> it's got to get in still, but <laughs> it's in the final round of voting for the CMAs. And just like anything else, man, if it doesn't, yeah. first of all, that's wrong. Yeah. And I'll straight up say that about that video. Not the album. I'd love to be in for album of the year, but mm-hmm. that video, if it doesn't make it in, at least make it in they're wrong yeah um as a nomination right yeah um but it wouldn't take away from from how powerful that video what it means to you right yeah no i i get that um well dude i mean fuck what i can't believe what a fun day we've had and (laughs) i guess wayne's making us go out and have uh what do you say he's cooking Elk burgers. burgers. Elk burgers. We had five guys for lunch. I mean, he's not making us, but uh, we get to go out there. Yeah. I go out there. So I tell him I'm out of his house more than he's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he's always working. Yeah. And uh, I'm always out there shooting. So, yeah, it's uh, we're pretty lucky to have Indicott Farms and Wayne and Lisa. And, you know, today they were closed. Yeah. And we were in there fucking around with your bow all day getting it. It was, you were shooting good last night, and now it's like we got the herd bull approved. Yeah. And it's just lights out now. I mean, you hit that balloon at 226 yards. <laughs> or no, 126. <laughs> 226. I was aiming at trees, too. That was crazy. I, no, no. Um, I got work to do on that bow still, just getting used to it. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's dialed now. No, it's great. It's great. And it's just like, I can't, you know, we had the... The great lift session, a lot of reps. Just My like chest I like is going to be ripped up tomorrow. <laughs> we heard. I saw you doing push-ups to warm up, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're going to want to save those push-ups because <laughs> you're going to need those at the end. Oh, that yeah, was no, fun, it, it, it toasted me, and it's. I feel bad holding you back because I, no. e- I know that was Shit, easy dude. for you. but No, it wasn't. It, uh, I had it a hard was day. a great it was day, man. It was, it was good. I, I had mean, a blast. I just like... I mean, you, your whole crew, everybody is just like such good guys. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, this is an excuse for me to get training partners. Yeah. So you guys were awesome training partners today. I can't believe we took that rock up that mountain. Oh. Like I, would, I didn't think that was going to be happening. That was sick. It was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. My pre-stop pre-shirt is just ruined in the best way. Everybody loves to stop pre-shirt though. It's awesome. But yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, I saw people commenting too that that they saw you in Jacksonville. It's Oregon, not Florida, mm-hmm. but uh, you put on a great show here. That was awesome. Yeah, night before last, and, and I've had some stuff going on with you know just the industry and 
it stuff that fear creeps in and makes you even question are you relevant anymore type stuff. Yeah. And that show that was happening. And by the end of the show, it's just like, nah, we're good, man. Yeah. The, the, those people that showed up and that were singing was just like, it was a good reminder for me to like, keep going, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think you should ever doubt yourself. You, you are fucking good. Yeah. You are good. You got, thank you. You got stories to tell. Mm. You got the fucking look. You got the, <laughs> you got the connections. You got, I mean, if anybody's going to succeed, it should be you yeah. and you're, you know, you have, and you're going to continue to, I mean, I have no doubt, but I think that, um, uh, everybody doubts themselves. Not everybody admits it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, you mentioned earlier being vulnerable. I think that's, I think that's just how it works. Yeah. You know, that's what makes people great yeah. is that they, you know, and I, I, there's some quote in my book, but it's like the people who are great are the ones who don't think they're great. Right. You know? But they just put in the work. That was literally one of my favorite parts of your book because it was just such a good reminder of like, don't believe your own bullshit. Yeah. Just grind. Keep mm -hmm. going. I like a head down, eyes up is the thing I always said to yeah. myself. That line mentality. I love that line. Keep going. Yeah. Just do not stop. No. I have no I have no doubt you're gonna you're fucking you're on the right path for sure. Right. And your music, this last album is like, you know, is a testament to that. So yeah. thank you, dude. Um yeah, I mean, I'm super thankful that you were able to come here and share a day with me and have a podcast. And it's like your whole story just it, it means a lot to me. I mean, just, you know, with your dad and you're just, you know, I don't know, this journey that we're on. It's like uh, it is up and down. Yeah. And it's like it's never going to be perfect. But yeah. I can I really identify with parts of your story that you've mentioned in the in the the struggles and you know you mentioned the industry and i've mentioned my own industry and i've you know i've questioned myself and so i think i i can really relate to a lot of what you're going through but i uh, i'm very thankful for your friendship and for yeah. you to come here and spend today with me Dude, it means i mean i know who you've had on this thing so it's it means a lot <laughs> that you'd ask me to do it it's cool man this is what you're doing outside of just sitting here talking two hours that was cool. But mm -hmm. the, the day was that much cooler. It was. It was awesome, man. Well, let's go out, see what Wayne's up to, and have some elk burgers. Get some elk burgers. Let's go. <laughs> it was awesome, man. Thank you. All right. Keep hammering, guys. Loophole Optics has been providing my binoculars and eyewear for the last few years. I like that it's an Oregon company and they make such high quality glass. That's all I've really used. And if you can't find what you're hunting, it's going to be tough to kill. So Leupold Optics has really played an integral part in my success these last few years. Thank you, Leupold, for supporting the podcast. Mountain Ops offers the best supplements on the market and functional gear for athletes and hunters. Their Battleground Merino garments are some of the best I have found. I've chosen to support a company that supports the community. A portion of every sale on Mountain Ops website, www.mountainops.com, goes to help feed a family in need. Use my code KEEPHAMMERING for 20% off your first purchase and also receive free shipping.